the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. We are here every weekday at this time to share the good news of Jesus and to lift up His name to this city. No matter if you are listening right now from your car or at home or in your place of work, we believe that today's sermon from Pastor Dudley will be a blessing to everyone. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message. I want you to uh, take your Bibles and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We are preaching through the book of 2 Corinthians. I want you to find chapter 5, and uh, it's a series that we're in called 2 Californians because what Paul writes to the church at Corinth, he could have written to the church here in Los Angeles. And you know, when you go through a text, you really can't, even a chapter, if we went through this line by line, it would take us literally to do one chapter in the Bible to do it justice would take us probably two or three months. We're looking at a chapter in one, in one message. That's hard to do. And the only way you can do that is to try to get a bird's eye view. When you leave here, I want you to know what 2 Corinthians 5 is all about, the whole chapter. This chapter is one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. The last book that I wrote uh, was based on one of the verses in this chapter. To understand chapter 5, you have to go back to chapter 4 and to see one phrase. Because chapter 5 is built upon something that he says back in chapter 4. Are you with me? The phrase is in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 16. Paul wrote these words talking about our bodies. Our bodies, he says are outwardly, we are, he says, we are wasting away. How many of you know that right now, while you're sitting here, that your physical outward body is wasting away? How many of you know that? I heard these lines, it's called, I heard, I heard, you know your old when. And I want to read a few of them to you. You know your old when, on your birthday, the candles cost more than the cake. (laughs) You're getting up there. You know you're old when you buy pills to improve your memory, but you can't remember where you put the pills. (laughs) You know you're old when you have to buy supersized alphabet soup. (laughs) I like this one. You know you're getting old when you don't exercise because you don't want to spill your coffee. (laughs) The point being is this. Father time is undefeated. 
And so we come to chapter 5. Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, and he wants to tell them several things. And as we go through this text, there's a progression. You'll see it. First thing that he says, or I want you to write this down, we're all going one day, one day, all of us, we will one day step from this life into the next. And I want you to say this out loud. I want you to say, which is the title of the sermon, everybody say, no exceptions. There's no exceptions to that rule. When that day comes and you cross over that line from this life into the next, Paul wants you to know that when that day comes, you're going to live in a new house. I, I don't know if you've ever had the privilege of moving into a new house here on this earth. I will tell you, if you ever move into a new house, it's not what it cracks up to because oftentimes it has more problems than the old house that you used to live in. Can someone say amen? Uh, but 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 says, Now we know that if or when this earthly tent that we live in is destroyed, don't worry or stress out about that because we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Paul says that this old body that I live in is in an earthly tent. And this tent that you live in is temporary. And there's coming a day where you will cross over that line from this life into the next. And when that day comes for you, when that day comes for me, don't sweat it because as a Christian, you're going to get a new body. John Quincy Adams was the sixth president of the United States of America. He served back in the 1800s. He lived to be in his 80s. Now, that might not mean much to you today, but back in the 1800s, do you know what the normal life expectancy was in the 1800s? This is going to shock you. The average life expectancy in the 1800s was the late 30s or early 40s. No one lived past like the age of 44. The average was like 40. And so you imagine that's the normal life expectancy. And here the sixth president of the United States lives to be in his 80s. Someone, in fact, it was in 1850. Doctors didn't even wash their hands before surgery till the year 1850. They, did, they didn't understand about germs back in those days. But someone asked, how is John Quincy Adams today? Well, he said, John Quincy Adams is doing very well. Thank you. But the house that he's living in, not so well. As a matter of fact, it's quite dilapidated. And as a matter of fact, I think I shall be moving out of it very soon. Oh, that's good insight. You live in an earthly body made of clay. And the Bible says there's coming a day for all of us. And in your notes, point number one, I want you to circle the word all. And I want you to write this down. There's coming a day where we're all going to die. Every one of us in this room. I have a sobering thought and I have a sprightly thought. The sobering thought is that a hundred years from today, a hundred years from today, put it on the calendar, not one of you will still be walking on this earth. That's the sobering thought. Here's the sprightly thought. A hundred years from now, you're going to be living in a new body, in a new home, in a new dwelling. 
Amen. Twice in the first few verses of chapter 5, it talks about how we groan a lot in this earthly body. It hurts to get old. I will tell you, it doesn't look like it, but my knees hurt. Right now, I'm standing here. I can feel pain in my knee. My ankle hurts. My toe hurts. My back hurts. My neck hurts. My head hurts. My tooth aches. Can anybody relate? In fact, it's easier for me to tell you the parts of my body that don't hurt. Did you know that God is working to make you dissatisfied with the house that you live in right now? That's actually a good thing. Did you know? God is actually working to make you dissatisfied with the house that you live in so that you'll long for a place and desire a place where you'll have a new body in a new dwelling in a new house. I want you just to imagine if these earthly bodies never grew weary and we never grew old and we never had any aches and pains, what would it do to you? You would start to think that you were invincible. You would start to think that you're never going to die. You would start to believe that you don't need God. And heaven wouldn't be that big a deal to you because you'd be so self-satisfied in this body you have right now. But because these old bodies of ours are wasting away day by day by the design of Almighty God, it leads us to long for a place called heaven where there'll be no suffering, there'll be no pain, there'll be no death, and there'll be no heartache. Last week, on the same day, these hands and these arms helped put my father, who's 87, into a nursing care facility. I literally had to pick him up and gather my strength to just to help him get in and out of a chair. And on that same day I came home, my daughter, I took from her arms my two-year-old grandson. Same hands, same arms. One was helping my 87-year-old father, the other helping my two-year-old grandson. There are 85 years difference between my father and my grandson, 85 years. And one day, more quickly than I want to think about, my daughter will be helping put me into a nursing care facility. And she doesn't want to think about it. In fact, she never thinks about it. One day, that two-year-old son of hers is going to put her in a nursing care facility. So she better be nice to me. (laughs) And one day, when we're all long gone, if that two-year-old lives long enough, there'll be somebody putting him in a nursing care facility. The Bible says these words in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 4, For while we're in this tent, we groan. And we are burdened. In the words of Jeff Walling, can someone say, oh, yeah. (laughs) Because we do not wish to be unclothed, which means we don't really want to die. But what we wish for is we want to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by eternal life. Yes, we're getting older. Yes, these bodies are wasting away. But one day we will trade the mortal for immortality. And when that day comes, 
we will live in our glorified bodies and the lame will walk and skip and jump and dance and the blind will see and scan and search and stare and the deaf will hear and listen and marvel and soak in and the old will be renewed and restored and revived and the pastor will have a full head of hair. And he's going to comb it. He's going to blow dry it. And he might even put a perm in it. I don't know. But one day we're all going to pass from this life into the next. And he's taking you through a progression here. He wants you to see that. His second point is this in verse 10. And when that happens, the Bible says that we're all, everybody say no exceptions. We're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. The Bible says in verse 10 that we must all, there are no exceptions to this, we're all going to die and we're all going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one of us may receive what is due him for the things done while here in this earthly tent, whether it was good or bad. And this is another reason why you need to read your Bible. Because the Bible makes it very clear that one day every person will step from this life to the next. Then you'll stand before a holy God and you will have to give an account for everything that you have ever done here on this earth, whether it was good or bad. Now you can either ignore that fact or you can prepare for that fact. And I hope that you prepare for that day. I figured out a long time ago that most people who say they don't believe in God is because they want to continue to live a selfish, sinful life. They, don't, they can't say they believe in God because if you say you believe in God, then you have to admit that one day you're going to stand before Him. And so they have to nix in their mind that there even is a God because if they can convince themselves that there is no God and there is no day of judgment, well, then I can just go ahead and live any way I please. But you can try to ignore that fact and deny that fact all you want. But you read verse 10. The Bible says you're going to cross from this life to the next. And that day you will stand before an almighty creator God of this universe. And did you know that even people that say they don't believe in God. I mean, it's like, I don't believe, I don't, I don't believe all that. Even those people still come up with their own code of conduct for how they think a person should live their life. But I want you to know just because you come up with your own standards, your own code of conduct, does not erase the fact that one day you will stand before a holy God and receive a judgment that is due based on His Word, His truth, and His law. Armed robber Dennis Lee Curtis was arrested in 1992 in Rapid City, South Dakota. Curtis apparently had some scruples about his thievery. Because when the police arrested him in his wallet, they found a sheet of paper by rules by which he lived by. And on that sheet of paper, he had written these words, rule number one, I will not kill anyone unless I have to. (laughs) Rule number two, I will only take cash and food stamps. I will never steal checks. (laughs) Rule number three, I will rob only at nighttime. Rule number four, I will not wear a mask. Rule five, I will not rob mini marts or 7-Elevens. Rule six, I will only rob seven months of the year. (laughs) 
This thief had a sense of morality, but it was a flawed sense of morality. When he stood before the court that day, he was not judged by the standards that he had set for himself, but he was judged by the laws of the state in which he lived. And likewise, when we stand before an almighty God, we will not be judged based on our code of conduct, but we will be judged by God's perfect law. I want to ask you, do you know the day that your heart started to beat? Well, some people say it was the day that I was born. No, 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 no. Your heart started to beat when you were inside your mother's womb. They tell us that the heart starts to beat 22 days after conception. Think about that. 22 days from conception, the heart starts to beat. And what that means is that the day that you were born, your heart had already been beating for over eight months. And God only allows you so many heartbeats. Every one of you has been assigned a certain number. Now, when you're just a little kid, you're running around on the playground, your heart races a little bit, you use some of those heartbeats up because you're running around the playground. When you're a young man, you're lifting weights. Oh, that heart starts to race. You're using up some of those heartbeats. When you got your first speeding ticket, (laughs) your heart started to race. You used up some of those heartbeats. And of course, when you fell in love with that girl that you wanted to spend the rest of your days with, your, your heart started to beat fast. And you know, that, that old heart will beat. I don't even, I've studied it. Uh, even some doctors don't know how the thing works. There's these electrical impulses and somehow it causes the muscle to, to contract and those spreads blood throughout your system and allows you to stay alive. But you've only got so many of those heartbeats and If you're blessed, it beats through your 40s and your 50s and your 60s and your 70s and your 80s. But let me tell you, there comes a moment where that heart stops beating. And when that heart stops, and it's going to stop for every one of you, you're gone. As far as the world is concerned, you're gone. But not according to the Bible. According to the Bible, when your heart stops, you pass from this life into the next. And when you pass from this life into the next, you will find yourself standing in front of an almighty God. But I want you to write this down in point number two. Circle the word all and write this down. All of us are just one heartbeat away from standing before almighty God. You're just one heartbeat away. And the question is this, are you ready for that day? Are you ready for that day? The year was 2001. It was the Daytona 500. NASCAR racing legend Dale Earnhardt crashed into a wall on the last lap of the race. He was traveling at 180 miles per hour. The autopsy report said that he died of a blunt force trauma to the head. It has been suggested that he may have survived had he been wearing what's been called a safety device called the Hans, which stands for head and neck safety device, which was, had been invented, but it was not mandatory to wear like it's mandatory today for the NASCAR drivers as they race. Back in those days, you had a choice. And he decided not to wear it because 
it restricted his head movement while he was driving his car. His neglect probably cost him his life. The Bible reveals that each one of us is on a collision course with God's judgment. He, God, has provided us a safety device. It's not just a safety device. It's a salvation device called the cross of Jesus Christ. Jesus died on that cross to give you everlasting life. But everyone in this room, you get to choose whether you accept this salvation or reject this salvation that is offered in Jesus Christ. And the truth is, we're all going to die and we're all going to stand before a holy God. Dr. Ian Paisley was a fiery Irish minister and politician who was preaching one Sunday on the end times, in particularly the day of judgment. And as he reached the conclusion of his sermon, he said, on that day, there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. At which point, an elderly woman raised her hand and said, Dr. Paisley, I don't have any teeth. (laughs) To which he replied, Madam, teeth will be provided. (laughs) Don't think for a second that you won't stand before the creator God of this universe. Don't think for a second that you're not going to have to give an account for how you've lived your life here on this earth. Do not think that you are somehow going to get a pass from the judgment. There are no exceptions. We're all just one heartbeat away And the only thing that will matter on that day when the caretaker comes is did you in this life invite Jesus Christ into your heart? Did you ever make a decision to be a believer and ask Christ to be your Lord and your Savior? And if you've not made that decision yet in your life, you need to make that decision today before you leave this room. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com, forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. If you're like me, you've discovered there are some books in the Bible that are not always easy to navigate through. Like for instance, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs contains 31 chapters and can be very daunting to go through if you are looking for a specific topic. That's why Pastor Dudley has created the perfect resource to help you with the book of Proverbs. It's called Proverbs in a Haystack. And it is our special offer for everyone listening today. Proverbs in a Haystack removes the challenge of searching through the book of Proverbs. 
It has over 2,000 topics that easily cross-reference to the exact chapter and verse you are looking for. This invaluable resource can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus radio ministry. You can receive your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack by calling us at 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order this book directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. We know you will be blessed by this unique resource created exclusively by Pastor Dudley. So be sure to call right now and ask for your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack today. We also want you to know that Pastor Dudley Rutherford has a monthly devotional that he'd like to share with you. You can easily sign up to receive this devotional by simply going to our website, liftupjesus.com, and clicking on a link at the top of the page that says Monthly Devotional. There is a place on the Monthly Devotional page where you can enter your name and email address and begin receiving Pastor Dudley's monthly devotions on a regular basis. It's that simple. This is just one of the many resources we offer on our website, liftupjesus.com. That website again is liftupjesus.com. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.